Hello and welcome to the smallest pocket gaming town. Hi, I'm Valerio. I'm joined by Ray. Hi, Valerio. What is the topic today? Well, I think our topic today stems from our game last week where one of our players who played a sort of speculative hand, I suppose, and, and it paid off for him and he won. He made the comment that he had a feeling that he was going to win the hand. And we, I, several of us, were saying, well, look, you can't just play on feelings. You know, you know what's the logic? You've got to rely on the statistics and, the, you know, the probabilities and things like that. And it got me thinking, though, that maybe there was something in the idea that you can have intuition at the table, a feeling about something that might happen that would lead you down a certain path of betting and, and raising or whatever. Um, so I thought we could talk about that today. Yes, I think it can be a good idea. I, I want to be specific about the feeling. That hand was, the opponent had a two aces. And he went on to win that pot. But I think also the winning was due to the fact how the hand was was played as well, then it's not only about that. But yes, I think it's something important to think about feeling. Does feeling play a role in, in the game of poker? What do you think? I think you can't avoid it. I think every time you play a hand, you get a feeling, don't you? Now, some cases it's not a very strong feeling and you're, you know, you're just making your usual pre-flop raise and you get called by one opponent and you... You have a feeling that you're probably ahead <laughs> and then the flop comes down and your hand improves and you, you're pretty sure you're ahead and, and you act accordingly. Or the flop misses you completely and then the feeling is, I'm probably behind here. And then if he starts betting, you can take action. So I think we're always having feelings about the game almost every step of the way when you're involved in a hand. And also, when you're not involved in a hand, you're having a feeling about who's winning and who's losing or who's going to win tonight or how people are playing. I think it's about buttoning it down to something you can actually act on. That's different, you know. It's something that you can use. Can you use this feeling in a positive way that you can win? Because if it's not useful, your feeling doesn't help you. Why you follow the feeling? What's the reason why you're following the feeling? I, I think you're right. I think I think certainly there are feelings you get, which you know, feelings of curiosity, for example, where you, you you're faced with a big bet on the river and you have a hand, but it's not the nuts, so you don't know if you're ahead, but you want to find out whether you might be winning, and the only way of doing that is to call, and that feeling we've talked about it in the past, you know, is powerful and. In some cases, you have to step back and work your way through the hand to determine whether that feeling is just simply you wanting to know if your hand is good or whether actually, you know, your opponent might well be bluffing and you can, you can call. So what we call a feeling is more like a, an emotion. There is emotion in your mind coming out and you call it feeling. There is emotion that make me think I'm entitled to win. I got a feeling I'm going to win. And that's it. That's 
so feeling and emotion are connected i think what do you think i think so and i i think often you can sit down at a table and you look at the people you're playing against and we play with the same people all the time and we know who the strong players are and we know who the weaker players are and you 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 kind of build up a feeling that yeah i ought to be doing okay in this game it doesn't always work out that way i think we have to separate that from this idea of i'm think i'm going to get lucky on this hand and therefore i'm going to defy the odds and i'm going to call you know i know i only have you know two outs let's say and i'm not getting the odds the pot odds to call but i i have a good feeling i'm going to hit it well i i think we have to step away from that because clearly yeah, I think are two different things. The feeling about the future is going to happen something. Let's say I got a dice, one to six, and I got a feeling I got a six. Yeah, you cannot trust the, this feeling because it's about probability. Yeah, there's and no there's basis of logic to that or yeah. probability theory or anything I, like that. I would play against someone that has got a feeling to hit a six and me or all the other five numbers i got to put one pound each time and okay i'm waiting for the feeling of the other guy and saying okay i'm going to play to, uh, now because i got the feeling or not i want to play 100 times and i think i'm going to make a big profit no matter of the feeling or the the person probably is not going to play because i've got the feeling it's not worth playing this kind of game and then uh, yeah i think there is also when you're 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 deciding whether to say call a bet on the flop and you, you you know you might not be getting the odds the correct odds to call but your feeling is is that your opponent if you're if you hit your hand your opponent is going to pay you off big time then you might well be justified yeah. so that sort of understanding the feeling about the opponent's ability to give you the implied odds if effectively because he's going to pay you off yeah but i think also got a feeling you have to also inject logic in that feeling so i got a feeling that my opponent is going to pay me off and then i think okay why and then you start thinking okay because before he was doing this last week was doing that uh, or, then or maybe you he's... reinforce your feeling with a little injection of yeah. logic and say okay yeah i got good good chance that uh, the opponent is going to pay me off then why not let's let's go for it but if it's just a feeling like okay i got a feeling this end is good and then i react you react it's not it's not to be proactive thinking and doing something just a reaction of an emotion and then you just call i bet they shouldn't call then this is another thing then you i think the feeling give you a clue now it's time to think there's something off in this betting or there is something that make me think it's good to to call this bet and then after you inject a little logic but it's a starting point when you don't get a feeling it means that you don't have this information coming intuitive information then you just you just decide i fall or a call because you don't see dangers but the feelings oh wow this is dangerous this bet is dangerous if you played a lot of hands it's easier to get the feeling there is something then you can think about this and get get out of dangers or or 
call because you think he's bluffing because of the feeling and then you put the lot but if you don't have any feeling then you cannot stop and thinking so i think the feeling is very important as a start it's a moment when you start and then after you you can improve the way you think about the hand and see how can you profit from 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 what's happening at the table yeah i i think you're right but i i, I think it's often comes down to the fact that you, you know, particularly when you've been playing a lot of hands with the same people, and then they do something that you maybe, from your memory, you haven't seen them do before. You know, they put in a, a big overbet to the pot. That's That should signal to you a feeling that something is, is strange here. And are, what would they do that with? And I think um, that that... that that's part of intuition as well. I mean, however you wrap it up, it's where, I guess it's where you start looking that something doesn't feel quite right or something feels different. You then have to say, maybe retreat to the, you know, the statistics, if you like, or the probability, what they might be doing that with and the logic of the hand, let's call it the logic of the hand. And then make a decision based on whether, yeah, the logic of the hand says this, but I've never seen them you know, bet twice the pot before and therefore I I have to make a decision where that is very powerful because it's something new. Yeah, I think you're right. Just you got the time to think about it and then you inject logic and then you make a decision that is not dictated anymore by the feeling, by, by logic. Because really, if you want to improve, at the end of the day, you want to improve in poker, it has to be logic. You cannot rely only on intuition. I think intuition and feeling is a starting point. And then after you have to think about it and see if it's worth because at the end of the day it's about maths I think at the end of the day the feeling is a starting point but you you really need to to calculate if it's worth or not sometimes it's not like a precise calculation you just see okay but you you want to input some logic it's not calculation it's more like about logic and see if it's worth calling or not. So feeling emotion is a starting point for me. If there is a feeling, an emotion, it means there is something. So I start exploring a little bit more uh, all the aspect, and then I go to take deci- decision, a decision based on logic. Why I got the feeling and how I'm going to react to the feeling. How I'm going to trust the feeling or is it just an emotion like curiosity and go to call just out of curiosity or not so you have to isolate and identify why I got the feeling because sometimes feeling emotion can be dangerous and bring you to, to take a, a wrong action I think um, I'm reminded by what you've just been saying about the book Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman the Nobel Prize winner in behavioral economics but he separates the, the, you know describes two types of thinking process there's that instant sort of gut feel I must call you know I've uh, I've been I've got a good hand I've got I've got a set you know I've got a call and you and and very often you see people make those calls very quickly whereas the other type of thinking is going okay so I have a set but he's bet the pot it's a big bet what what would he do that with I'm going to work my way back through the hand and think it through 
okay, he can only possibly be doing that with a, a flush. I don't see him doing it any other way, in which case I must fold. So I think it's like, I, I think if you can sort of blend those two, I'm, I don't think you can necessarily get rid of all the feeling and just play like a, a bot. But I think you could, because it is quite important to sort of judge your opponent how that how they behaving is it something that they're doing because they have a strong hand or a weak hand and we've talked a lot about observation and things like that but blending the two together and the one defining thing about that process is it takes time you can't just do it if you're doing it in if you're reacting in a few seconds to someone's bet you you can't possibly be (laughs) I mean, I'm fairly quick, but I mean, I can't possibly work through things that are going on. And you must, you must agree with that. That's the same thing. You yeah, know, but... I think you cannot be reactive. As a, you are not going to play well. You had to make a decision, thinking, and then after you act. But if you don't let your thought make the decision, it called reaction. And then sometimes you react in a bad way. You lose all your stack for a bad reaction. So Now, I mean, in some cases, I suppose you could argue, I've my opponent is thinking, he's in the tank, and I know what I'm going to do if he if he does this. If he raises, I'm just going to go all in. That's, and yeah, I've worked everything is, is out. But this is no reaction. But is, that's it, not a reaction. You've already worked out. Yeah, you really and you do out. it quickly and it puts yeah. the pressure right back on him because yeah. you. it looks as though you've it looks as though you've been you're reactive, reactive but, but you're not. You've thought it all through. Yeah. And I think that's why when your opponent is thinking, you must use that time, I think, as well, to be able to, to think, to think your yourself. Turn. Okay, if he calls, what cards will help me uh, on the on the turn and then the river so I can play it better and I don't have to... I'm doing some of that th- thought process and I can balance the feeling, the reactive thinking with the logical thinking. Yeah, I think playing live poker is much easier not to react. If you play online, sometimes you just a click of mouse, bang, and then, oh, but that's why I find it easier to play live. Also, now again, we know each other, other components, but I, we, you have more time. To fold or to call, you have to take a verbal action, a motion that it takes time. It's not just a little click of the mouse. But now I find it easy also online playing like this because I know that I cannot react to, to something. Sometimes you react because you get upset. Mm. You know, you just... This guy is always racing, racing, racing. No matter what, now I'm going to call anything. Uh, or this is a decision you, you talked before, and that's fine. But if you someone race, and then after you react, you say, oh, down, enough, enough, bang. You you bet it's not planned, it's just done. And then you, you can lose all your stack just for this fraction of a second. You just react to something that you 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 didn't appreciate, you know, make you feel, made you feel comfortable uncomfortable so yes i think you have to be in charge of the of emotions and of feeling and but you have to trust feeling as well that's why you have to think because if you got a feeling it means your brain your subconscious is telling you something deeper so you you have to trust and try to work out why and i think trusting your intuition is 
analyzing, of course, but if you start trusting your intuition, your game is going to be more creative, I think, and more unpredictable. So it's not, you, are not, you are not working like a, like a machine, not that you program everything uh, like a, an algorithm. It's not going to be an algorithm the way you, you react. It's going to be also dictated by something, uh, by your emotion. I think emotions are a very important part of poker. It's just you have to control them. You cannot react to, to the emotions. I think... Um I'd agree with that. I think one of the things you know we've talked about is being in your box and and simply playing like like a machine, having your hand ranges a certain way and betting sizing the same way, and that's okay. But it only takes you some, some a part of it. You're missing out if there's a feeling. Then the table is let's say you know becoming overly tight, in which case you might find yourself thinking I can play some more hands on the button than I normally do I can I maybe don't have to raise as big because everyone seems to be you know folding easily I think that's really important I think judging the table and I think we haven't talked too much about tournament play because our game is a cash game but in tournaments it's really important how you if you can pick up a few blinds every round because people are overfolding or they're, they're just trying to lock up the minimum win and things like that. That's, that, that. Those feelings are real and allow you, if you take advantage of them, to profit from it. So how do you use feeling to win in poker? You want to win. So I think we know now how to use it. But what do you think? I, I think you'll always have a feeling about a hand when you're playing. You know, you, you, you have to because you're not you're not just playing like a machine. I think the, the, the skill probably is when to discard the feeling and rely on the logic or to incorporate some of the feeling and think, well, okay, I'll give an example. Somebody puts in a, a fairly big raise pre-flop and I have a pair of twos, okay? And I've got to call 10 chips to, to, to stay in. And I know I need to win probably around about 10 times that to justify doing that. And I have to look at that opponent and think, how often are they going to pay me off if I hit my set? Now, there's the pure maths of that, which says, well, they've got 100 chips behind, so if I, I'm lucky, I will get all their stack. Or there's, and there's the element of saying, well, this opponent is very careful, and if the bets get big, unless they've made a hand, they're not going to pay me off. And then you might override the mathematical sort of decision and say, well, actually, most of the time, they're not going to pay me off. So to, to, to call 10 chips with a pair of twosies, I, I might as well just throw my hand away this time round. Yeah, I think also, let's say you got a pair of two, no? and you raise someone three bet you. Also sometimes big, that is not justified the call. Now, sometimes you can call, sometimes you, you fold. And you, f you got a feeling to call. How justified? There are two reasons. Why? If you got to set, you got to be paid off. Or you think you're not going to be paid off, but if you call, this guy is going to raise three bet less to you. So I, I do two reasons for two reasons. Because if I call, this guy is going to be scared to three bet me. 
so it's going to do less. And if I hit the set, then I, I'm going to be paid off. So how you can balance this is more like a, a feeling, intuition, because you cannot give a number. It's just a feeling that this guy is not going to do anymore this kind of three betting. That is like a more a feeling. But it's not just a feeling because you got to notice, maybe you notice someone calling, then he's just rebetting you because you fold all the time. The other guys is not rebetting because they're calling. Then you say, okay, if I do this with the good hands, with the deuces, although I don't have the odds to it myself, but it's just to let him know, I'm going to call you, don't do it. I think that's a good point. Actually, the hands don't exist in isolation. Yeah. You're, you're there for the session and however yeah. many hands you play against the same opponents, then there is a game going on yeah. within that, which is about how they view you, what they think they can do. Can they push you around? Are you going to say enough is enough? You're going to stand up to the bully and, and yeah. all those things things go on and you might take decisions which are not mathematically correct in the sense of you're not necessarily getting the odds but you know longer term they're going to leave you alone they're not going to three bet you so much and you can get to play your game against some of the other players at the table yeah then it, it, sometimes controlling all these little aspects it's just more like a feeling that i should do this because con thinking about the meta game i to think about all the also other aspects it's not just the mathematical aspect if they got the odds it's just calling it is going to change the way the, the the other players the other players are going to see me so that's also the reason probably there are other components altogether i got the, like intuition and feeling that that now it's time to call is race or for bet him, just to let him know, don't do this. Because he's feeling that he, in the long run, he's go, I'm going to be paid off because he's not going to really bet me anymore so frequently when when I start the hand. Then he's going to pay you off in the long run. I think I think this might be a subject for another another podcast, but I think that aspect of confidence at the table and having a presence at the table... I think when you see people who are winning and, and, and you, you, they, they seem very powerful, their raises are getting, getting called and they're winning big pots or they're, they're just dominating the table. But, but having that powerful presence backed up with a lot of chips in front of you, I, it, it's like there's this aura around that winning player that somehow they're getting really lucky or they're, 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 they have superpowers. And it, they it's can read your cards yeah, as well. Yeah, they can read your soul. You know? can... <laughs> and, and, and I think that, being able to give that on and then contrast that with the player who I've sometimes felt that way myself at the table, that I've got a big L tattooed on my forehead and everything I do... I raise, I get called in three spots and miss the flop, have to fold. You know, I'm just losing. And I think when people sense that, it's like sharks and blood in the water, isn't it? You know, that this guy is going to hemorrhage chips because he's he's losing and he's playing badly. It's and more so like on. vultures. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's that feeling. And so, yeah, having the feeling is one thing. Letting other people know about the feeling is probably something you have to be selective about. Yeah, you got a bad feeling. You shouldn't show to anyone. Mm -hmm. as, uh, I, I smell blood. Mm -hmm. And then you, you sh 
people smell blood, then yeah. they are going they are going for it. So I think uh, that's all, and uh, I think it was a good one. I agree, and I think well, it would help if I was psychic at the table, because I think I would win more. But I know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs>